Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Slide, slide, slippery slide. If you say the number five, you will be disqualified. One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 25. Hi, my name is Addison Grace Sutton and I am 10 years old. Hi, my name is Ava Stevens and I am 10 years old. And we are best friends. So the inspiration behind our handshake was that when I met Ava, I just knew that she was gonna be my best friend from the start. So we decided to make a handshake and we went through so much trying to figure out the name, which we're still working on, trying to figure out the moves. That was pretty much how the handshake started. I think my handshake will say, Hey, Addison Boo! Our handshake would say like, Hey, Ava girl, <laughs> let's play a game. We have a secret handshake between us because we are best friends. We've been best friends for two years, almost three. I think when we hug in our handshake, it means that we love each other and that we will stay best friends forever. We are best friends. When we're touching hands, it's like an inseparable bond. It cannot break. Beyonce? You look like Luther Vandross. Oh, but make it fashion. But you ain't heard that from me. Fierce. Can't Can't stop. You see, when you do <laughs> clownery, the clown comes back I to bite. No sleep because of y'all. It's Britney, bitch. Y'all not gonna get we no sleep because of me. Who said that? Welcome to Back Issue. A weekly podcast that revisits formative moments in pop culture that we still think about. This week... 
Tracy, give me five. No, because you are not good at paying me back. I was just saying, give me some skin. Oh, like on the black hand side. I see. Hey. I get you. Okay. Fist bump, a pound, a terrorist fist jab. Yo, what's up, Jay? Dabbing is really swagging. You know what I'm saying? Dabbing is like, look at my dab was like, look at my swag. Each week, we'll go back into the past and revisit unforgettable moments that we think we all remember. And learn what they can teach us about where we are now. I am pandemic survivor Tracy Clayton. And I'm Cab Calloway's roadie, Josh Gwynn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with that. Hey, Tracy Trace. Hi, friend. I feel like I haven't seen you in a month of Sundays. You literally have not with the pandemic and the quarantine <laughs> and you living across the country. I know. I know. But it's really good to be back in our little den of happiness. Don't you think? All I want to sing is, I'm black, y'all. Hey. And I'm back, y'all. Uh, and I'm black uh, and I'm black uh, and I'm back, uh. y'all. But we've been through so much in this last year. Uh, <laughs> so much we? has changed. I hadn't noticed. I hadn't noticed a single thing. Can you imagine that we started this show in the middle of Panasonic? That's weird. Like, what if we all get together at last and I'm not as amazing as I am through Zoom? That's what I've been so afraid of. It's like... You start fantasizing about what it's going to be like when you're finally all together mm -hmm. and you're able to share physical space and how amazing that's going to be. Mm -hmm. But then you're like, usually when I have dreams about what things are going to be like, they're never that good. <laughs> so, it's like New Year's Eve. Every New Year's Eve, you're like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to paint the right. town red. And then at the end right. of the night, you're just sitting on the curb crying with your heels in your hand. My version of that is any costume party ever. I'm always like, <laughs> yo, I'm going to have this dope idea. I'm basically about to be Heidi Klum up in this bitch. And then nobody knows who you are after you spent so much time on your costume. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be awkward, which is weird to think because we've literally spent our entire lives. So for me, that's almost <clears throat> amount of years going outside <laughs> and feeling fine about it. But now it's going to be weird. Everybody just like, yeah, we're back to normal. Yeah. And I'm like, normal is dead. Right, right. <laughs> we are, we're literally constructing a new way of being in the world, which is kind of overwhelming. I feel like I'm wading through two different thoughts. Like I have Tia Tamara on each side of my shoulder and they're telling me two different things. Shushta, shushta. Wow, wow, wow. wow. So the two thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. First thought. Folks are amped and they're ready to go. The mm -hmm. CDC is like, girls, y'all don't have to wear your masks anymore. Ooh. And you know who I feel like? Who? Valentina from RuPaul's Drag Race. Absolutely. When she had that mask on during the, the lip sync. Take that thing off of your mouth. I'd like to keep it on, please. <laughs> I'm about to be Valentina for the next two to three years at least. I feel like everyone's in a race to go back to like... Before. <laughs> a place that's not good. Yeah. Like, what, what are we rushing to get back to? Like, let's use this as an opportunity to like reimagine. Yes. The second thought that T and Tamara are telling me on my shoulders... <laughs> You know when you run into someone that you know at Target and you're not ready to run into someone that you know at Target? I feel like it's going to be that experience, but all the time. Oh, gee. Do we hug? Do we dap up? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm starting to freak out over this. I'd never really thought about it. Like, when I see somebody in public, if I'm having a bad day, mm -hmm. but it's the first time I've seen you out in the real world, I'm supposed to have a certain level of excitement, right? Right. What if I'm just, like, not that excited on this day? Then you feel like... 
she hasn't seen me in eight months, and like she totally didn't care. She hates me, and now right. I'm like, I don't even hate you. Oh, I'm stressed out. Jesus. I'm stressed out too. So, <laughs> I think we should use today's episode to really get into all the ways that we greet each other, right? That we interact with each other. If anything, just for practice because <laughs> it's about Seriously. to be a mess. Really? I think that's fair and it's smart because I don't think that we are prepared for how awkward it's going to be when we're out in the world and we're like, oh, wait, we can touch each other again? How does one do this? How is this supposed to be done? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I think we should try to consider all the different ways we interact with our hands from all different angles. So, mm. handshakes, high fives, personalized uh-huh. handshakes. Uh-huh. And we should also think about it in different contexts. And so, on, I have a surprise for you, Trace. Ooh, what is it, what is it, what is it, what is it? I sat down with Barry White Jr. What? <laughs> Don't you, wait, hold up. Not that Barry White. Wow, oh, I wish I had so many questions for I you. I asked him about that, and he was like, <laughs> I get that all the time. But this Barry White Jr., he's a teacher, and he went viral for memorizing an individual handshake with, like, 80-plus students. I saw that video. Yeah, me too. And that's why I think we should talk to him a little bit later. I remember last season we did an entire episode on how much we missed gathering, remember? Like, we Mm -hmm. talked about Second Lines and Kentucky Mm -hmm. Derby. And you can listen to it wherever you listen to this show. But... (laughs) reality is really starting to hit me and like maybe missing something isn't enough maybe it's not gonna be how i remember it being so if we take it all the way back to the beginning when you think of Mm -hmm. greeting someone what's the first thing you think of oh my gosh panic because first i'm like (laughs) um (laughs) is this actually who i think it is because i can't see that well then i'm like um Have I met this person in real life before? Because you know I love to reintroduce myself to somebody that I've already met. And then if I'm like, okay, I know this person, some form of touching has to happen. Is it a hug? Mm. Is it a handshake? And then this time I got to think about, like, is there COVID on your hands? Right. It's a lot. I think it really all just starts with the, with the handshake, which I am not a fan of, I have to tell you. Oh, tell me about this as I put on my therapist glasses. <laughs> <laughs> So according to History.com, the handshake has a lot of different origin stories, but the one that's most agreed upon is that it was a way to show someone that you didn't have any weapons in your hand. And therefore, right. you meant no ill will. Right. Nothing up my sleeve. Nothing, nothing up my sleeve. Not hiding nothing. Nothing but these hands. <laughs> you fight with these. <laughs> <laughs> Rest oh, in peace, Pops. Pops. Uh, so I love that, but that's not what a handshake is to me today. Bill, what's got you so on edge? I'm just so nervous to meet all these new people today. I'm afraid I'm going to shake their hands and they won't like me. Um, what century did you find that from? (laughs) (laughs) So, it's from this website called The Art of Manliness. Bill, over your lifetime and career, you will shake many a hand at social and professional gatherings. And during that brief moment of physical contact, people are going to form opinions of you. Ew! I know, it's gross. Why? <laughs> your handshake could give them the impression that you're a warm, kind person or a cold and aloof one. Okay, so it's a website for a certain subset of men. Y'all know who we talk about. Okay! <laughs> who will go on this website in order to learn how to be more manly? Like, I don't know, child. It sounds like it's from the 50s, but it's actually from 2013, and I don't know which one was more embarrassing. Like, are you not embarrassed? (laughs) And it kind of sums up the gender dynamics that I've always felt were so annoying within handshakes, and honestly, kind of dangerous. As you take the other person's hand, make sure to grasp it fully. Be sure your handshake grip is firm. 
Not a dead fish grip like a pansy. I hear stuff like this and I'm just like being quote unquote like manly, just sounds so tiring. Like everything means something. If you don't shake hands good, then somebody's gonna kill your whole family because you're weak. It's exhausting. <laughs> I remember being told as a kid, like when you shake someone's hand, look them in the eye. It should be firm mm-hmm. or they'll think less of you. But like, what if I wanna opt out? Yeah. It's such a like random power struggle that we don't need to engage in. Right. But then it gets weird because like, I dislike handshakes for the reason that you said, but I also like them for the reason that you said. Ooh, tell me, tell me. So I feel like I probably first got the, you know, this is how you do a power handshake move mm. when I was younger and like starting to go out on like job interviews and shit. Mm. You gotta convince Mr. Mr. Paper Pusher or whatever that you're a good, you're a good worker because you did a good handshake, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I always love the opportunity to give like a quote unquote good handshake just to throw a man off because they're always just like oh whoa, oh whoa that's a mighty handshake there ugh. and I'm just like yeah watch your fucking back bruh it's definitely more subversive that way mm. right because you're subverting a gender stereotype or yeah. a gender norm of what people would expect from you right exactly now personally if gender roles and norms didn't exist my preferred method of handshake would be the Mariah Carey just like let me present you with like my yes. four, the tips of my four fingers. I love it. Hello, darling. I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we have to talk about the low five next. Ooh, okay. You don't hear a lot of people talking about the low five. Do people still low five? I hope so, because the low five is cool <laughs> as hell. What? I think a low five is like just like jazzy. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Do you want to know where it comes from, Trace? Of course. I want to know where everything comes from because I don't trust nothing. <laughs> I want to make sure that the origins of everything that I invest in are good. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So we know that it's been around since at least the 20s and 30s. Okay. How do we know that? Two ways. Black folks told us, like Cab Calloway, right? Mm-hmm. So he released several jive dictionaries as a way of documenting language as it was growing and changing and blackifying in Harlem, New York. And it was called Mr. Hepster's Dictionary. Hip, 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 Hepster's Dictionary! Amazing. And in 1938, when he released it, it became the official jive reference guide for the New York Public Library. It actually says, give me some skin, which means shake hands. Huh. I just love this so much. Shout out to Cap Calloway. Shout out to Cap Calloway. <laughs> but there's another way that we know that low fives are a black thing. How? Racism. Oh. <laughs> because white people tried to steal it. Of course. Surprise. So, for example, do you know who the Andrews sisters are? Aren't they those three white ladies who are always like, yeah, exactly. Boogie Woogie Boogle Boy is Company B. Exactly. He's the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy of Company B. They made him blow a bugle for his Uncle Sam. Like, you know, where Christina Aguilera's Back to Basic era came from. So the Andrews sisters are in an Abbott and Costello movie called In the Navy in 1941, right? Mm -hmm. But remember, Cab Calloway's Dictionary comes out in 1938. I see where this is going. If you want to shake my hand Like they do it in Harlem Stick your hand right out and shout Give me some skin My friend step right up and... I don't like this. 
like it. <laughs> Surprisingly, do you know what this reminds me of? What? Aladdin, the movie, the Disney movie. Wait, what? I know. Hear me out. Hear me out. So, big hit, huge hit. Robin Williams played the genie. Uh-oh. Robin Williams, you know, I liked, but as I grew up, I noticed that a lot of the voices that he does is kind of like racist. You know what I mean? Like, he was <laughs> trying to be delicate, you know what I'm saying? God bless the dead, but he did love himself a black scent. And there's this scene in Aladdin where the genie, he's like reunited with the magic carpet, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they have this secret handshake that looks real cool, but Robin Williams is like, Yo, Rockman, haven't seen you in a few millennia. Give me some tassel. Yeah, yo, yo. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know that that was necessary. Like, you could have a cool handshake and not do a audio blackface. I don't know what you call that. I don't know. <laughs> audio blackface. <laughs> That's how we got to Aladdin from the Andrew Sisters in 1940. I hear it. I hear it. Just a through line. <laughs> but, Tracy, like, what if we want to take it even further? Like, go beyond the greetings, get a little bit deeper. Um, I don't know what you mean. What you talking about? How about I give you a hint? And the answer after the break. Okay. All right. I can live. I can survive with that. My name is Chloe Lee Morgan, and I'm 10 years old. My name is Jet Latham Morgan, and I'm 7 years old. My name is Madison Lee Morgan, and I'm 7 years old. Here are the rules. So what you have to do is do basically, like, keep going one, two. But the thing is, you can't say five. If you say anything with five, then uh, that means you're, like, out, and we have to start over. I first learned slide when I was five. We have to lose both hands. If we're like waiting somewhere and like uh, we get one bored. of our parents has to like go shopping or something or do like grown up stuff, then we'll like play maybe like a little hand game. You said five or not in it. I said um I said fifty five. Let tend dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com sale. That's hellotend.com sale. And book your free consult today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. 
So, back issue. We're back. Hey, we back, we back, we back. (laughs) (laughs) I want to take a little sidebar and talk a little bit less about how we use our hands to greet each other and talk about how we use our hands once we already know each other. Mm. And we're like friends, you know? Right, 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 right. So, Tracy, what do you know about a hand clap? Those were like the first raps I ever memorized were hand clap. Okay, bars. Uh, I love clap games so, 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 so much. Me too, me too. And I mean, I don't know, like, how, like, universal they are, right? Because, like, when I say hand clap games and you say hand clap games, we know that we're both talking about, like, Miss Mary Mack. She was the IG baddie. Listen, had silver buttons all up and down her back. Okay. Listen. I see you, sis. But, like... Is it a black thing? Is it a white thing? Is it just like a regional thing? I guess it's whether you're hitting each other's hands on the one and the three or the two and the four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. You just blew (laughs) my mind. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, Do you know the hand clapping game, Rock and Robin? Rock through the tree shot all uh-huh. day long. Huffing and puffing and singing that song. What did you call that song? Tweet. Rock and Robin. We called it Tweet Lee Lee. <laughs> right? Oh, 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 you know what one of my favorite ones is, though, that I forgot about until recently? A hip-hop artist even referenced and sampled it in a song. This artist is Nelly. Do you know the song? I know it's like the one about drive-by shootings, right? Oh, this got dark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I actually don't. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the one that's, I'm going down, down, baby. Yes, oh, no, it is. Rage. It is. <laughs> Why did he do that to the song? Oh, damn, Be super baby. Black baby to let it go. Ah, shit. <laughs> shit. Uh, but did you ever play, like, the original version? I'm down, 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 baby, baby. Down by the roller coaster. Sweet, sweet no. baby. I'll never let you go. It's actually really fucked up. Can I do the whole thing? Yes, please. Okay, 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 okay. So I am maybe, like, six or seven. I used to play this with the little girls next door, right? It goes, down, down, baby, down by the roller coaster. Sweet, sweet, baby, I'll never let you go. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop, shimmy, shimmy, wine. I don't know what the wine is. Shimmy, <laughs> shimmy, cocoa pop, shimmy, shimmy, wine. And here's the, here's the complicated part. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, as I do this part, remember that the, the, um, the ethnicities were often interchangeable, depending on how you felt. Okay. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> uh, shimmy, shimmy, wine, shimmy. Uh, I like coffee. I like tea. I like a black boy. He likes me. So jump back, white boy. You don't shine. I'll get the black boy to kick your behind. He'll Ah! kick it high. He'll kick it low. He'll kick it all the way to Mexico. And while you're there, comb your hair. And don't forget your dirty, stinky underwear. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love this. This is hilarious. Yes. yes. The first time I heard it, I think we used to say, um... I like a colored boy and he likes me. Ooh, just mar- marking right. the times. Yeah, yeah. I like an African-American boy. <laughs> <laughs> we got to update uh, Cap Calloway's book of jobs. Is it BIPOC? No. Do you know what? <laughs> I like a BIPOC. He likes oh, me. no! <laughs> <laughs> So shout out to Nelly who made that about drive-bys. How dare he? But this episode, Tracy, yes. is not about Nelly. Are you sure? Because we just talked about Nelly for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm always down to talk about Nelly. Shout out to the band-aid under one eye. What a choice. 
But I do think <laughs> that it is time that we talk about the high five. Right. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. So I always thought that the high five had been around since like cave days, like <laughs> cave gang gang, like did not know. <laughs> but that's wrong. Do you know where it comes from? Oh, I know this story. Do you really? It's just that I happen to know this story because it takes place in my hometown of Louisville, which I know you still can't say. It's fine, but just know that I see you. The high five was actually started in my hometown of Los Angeles. Mm, Uh, Sounds fake. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But all joking aside, right? I did a Mm -hmm. bunch of research, and I found this reporter. His name's John Muallam. And he did a bunch of work for ESPN Magazine, right? Okay. And... The truth is that there's an origin story for Los Angeles and there's an origin story for Louisville. Mm. And it's kind of impossible to know which one happened first. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with origin stories. Like, there's a billion origin stories for everything. So I will concede that, sure, it's technically unknowable. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say that Louisville's story is better. Okay. We'll see. Might be we'll a see. Bit <laughs> a lot but of bias. I said what I said. <laughs> and what you said <laughs> was some bullshit. <laughs> Seriously, like this is a story that like I grew up knowing and hearing because Louisville, you know, small place, lots of black folks. Not too much happens that you got, you know, you can tell stories about. There's Muhammad Ali and horses and bourbon and the high five. So here's how it came about, right? Louisville's basketball team, 78, 79, they were called the Doctors of Dunk. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they did. They dunked on motherfuckers all the time. Everybody's like 8,000 foot tall. Really quick, I want to shout out the star of the team, Mr. Daryl Griffith. He and I went to the same church. When I went to school, he gave me a scholarship. It was like $1,000. Hey! Still remember you. And we also went to the same alma mater. Okay. So the team is like killing it this season, right? They're the Doctors of Dunk. And uh, there are two particular men on the team. One's name is Wiley Brown, which what is a blacker name than Wiley Brown? I can't think of one. And Derek Smith. So they're practicing, right? Mm-hmm. But then Wiley Brown and Derek Smith, you know, they kind of playing around. They had a moment, right? So Wiley went to go give Derek a low five, right? And Derek was like, nah, nah, man, nah. We jump high. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep it high and do the five. Up high. You see the hands shaking above the head. You know what the guys call that? A high five. High five. <laughs> There's another freshman going in. High five. The high five out there right now. Wham, bam, diggity, diggity, dong. High five is born. Thank you, Louisville. <laughs> Round of applause. Round of applause. Uh, that's and that's true. Story, that's the truth. That's it. It's history. It's fact. It's uh, a great story. Love it. Gang, gang. But I must say, the Los Angeles story hits different. I mean, I'm sure it do. Go ahead, tell your little story. Let's go. Batter up. We're taking the afternoon off. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. Picture it. Los Angeles, 1977. Palm trees everywhere. Funk music playing, lowriders living their lives. You got Dusty Baker, you got Glenn Burke. They're both on the Dodgers. Glenn Burke is the one that you're going to focus on for this story, right? Got it. He's young. He's super athletic looking. Yeah. He's black. He's openly gay. Oh, your story's already better. <laughs> you cheated. <laughs> after he retired, this is like way after this story, he actually becomes the first openly gay Major League Baseball player in history. And one of the first openly gay pro athletes, period. 
And according to his teammates, he was the life of the party. There's this ESPN 30 for 30 short called The High Five, where you can hear his teammates describe him. You know, we went out, he'd be the life of the dance floor. He was always making us laugh. He was one of the most entertaining, engaging, likable people I've ever been around. October 2nd, 1977. Dusty, Glenn's teammate hits a home run. And it's a really big deal because it's Baker's 30th home run. And it made the Dodgers like the first team in history to have four hitters with at least 30 home runs in a single season. Wow. Big deal. This sounds like it. I don't quite understand, but. Just stay with me. Stay with okay, me. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. So Glenn Burke, right? He was waiting on deck and he raised his hand up in the air after Dusty Baker ran around the bases. Mm -hmm. And he puts his hand up in the air and Baker didn't really know what to do, so he just like awkwardly just reached up, hit his hand, and he was like, it just seemed like the right thing to do. <laughs> Boom. You have it. The high five is invented. And I'm, I mean, I'm assuming that like Glenn then like printed high five t-shirts and then he made like mugs and then he had the reality show and then he got like OnlyFans where he gave people fake oh, high no. fives and stuff like that. Not, not exactly, right? Tracy. <laughs> not exactly. So Glenn Burke, after he invents the high five, he gets traded to the Oakland A's and he ran into a little bit of pushback and his career basically just didn't go the way that he wanted it to go. So in 1979, two years after he created the High Five, he actually left baseball. And he moved from Oakland to San Francisco, where the gayborhood was popping. I would imagine that that is where you would want to be. And what, what year is this? 79. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it was good. I mean, that's what they said in that ESPN short that I brought up earlier from 30 for 30. He was basically a symbol of what all these guys were trying to show the rest of America they could be, which was, you know, masculine, athletic. And the high five was really part of that mystique for Glenn Burke. People in the neighborhood knew that, you know, he uh, had invented the high five. And according to that same documentary, a lot of the social life around that time actually centered around a gay softball league. What? And he helped them, you know, win games. He helped them beat the police. This is a time when the gay community and the police are not on very good terms. It was a big deal. But we beat him so bad they didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> so in 1982, Burt came out to the entire world in an article called The Double Life of a Gay Dodger. And the writer of that article, an activist named Michael J. Smith, wrote his creation of the high five was, quote, a legacy of two men, hands touching high above their heads. And he used the high five as a gay pride symbol during the gay rights movement. Wow. All right. So here's my thing, okay? <laughs> when you got to the part about it being a gay pride symbol, that, okay, I get it. I get it. That gets me thinking, how have we used Glenn Burke <laughs> or the Louisville Cardinals' contribution to the culture? I can tell you someone who's using it full-time after the break. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Tracy, mm-hmm. before the break, we walked each other through the hotly contested history of the modern day <laughs> high five. Yes. And I hope you were paying attention and taking diligent notes because there will be a part. <laughs> No, there won't. I emancipated myself from the pop quiz industrial complex when I graduated eighth grade. (laughs) Thank you very much. That is now beneath my pay grade. I'm actually really glad that you mentioned middle school. Something I never thought I would say. That's something I never thought anybody would say. Middle school sucks. (laughs) It wasn't great. Not my favorite, Bob. Not my favorite. But you know what can make the biggest difference? the right teacher. Okay, but I am confusion because what does a teacher have to do with handshakes and hand clap games and all the other stuff that we have been talking about today? That's where I am lost. (laughs) Well, this specific teacher, Barry White Jr., he went viral in 2017 when more than 30 million people saw this video where he and his more than 80 students demonstrated that they Mm. all had their individual swagged out personal handshake. I cannot remember what color job (laughs) let alone... 80 different individual handshakes. I literally could never. But I did think that he was the perfect person to talk about what a handshake could really mean. Can you tell me the story of how you came up with the idea to have personalized handshakes with all of your students? So um, how it initially came about is that in 2016 or 15, it would have been 15 for then, I was fifth grade teacher, Ashley Park, Charlotte, North Carolina. And actually one of my young students who, who would come to be in my class the next year was in fourth grade. She was across the mm-hmm. hall. And, mm-hmm. and what happened was each day as I would come in and just you know, do my usual routine, set my stuff out, all that good stuff, she'd come to my door and and, and just say, hey, what's up, Mr. White? You know, just, I was the only black yeah. male the hallway, the cool, you know, the cool mm-hmm. teacher, quote, unquote. cool teacher, yeah, exactly. Quote, unquote, you know, I don't think I'm a cool teacher, but <laughs> hey, if I take it, if you give it to me. So she would come and greet me every day. And, and, and literally, it was so simple. Just, hey, what's right? And she, needed, she just wanted that interaction. Every morning, hey, stop what I'm doing. Go to the door. Hey, what's up? What's going on? One day she came and said, hey, Miss White, let's do a fist bump. I said, okay. Mm. So I just gave fist bump. And then she added a little, you know, a little twist to it. I said, okay, let's do that. Mm. And I kept doing that with her. And I just saw how, how much it changed the trajectory of her day, like especially in behavior. Mm. So this is one of our students who... Uh, you know, in the past, you know, might have been outside the classroom or inside the classroom. You might have mm-hmm. heard her voice louder than others inside the uh, mm-hmm. in the hallways, right? So I just saw how that simple kindness that we just shared, like positive interaction, her mood was set. So I said, okay, if this is the recipe, I want a lot more of this, right? So and then over the summer, I said, you know what? I want to kind of, you know, I want to open this up. I want to see what it feels like if everybody felt like this, how she feels. What if my entire mm-hmm. grade level felt like this? What would that look like, right? So I just went for it. Hey, mm-hmm. a few people, hey, you want to do a handshake? Of course. And then once you know, it's the contagious. Like, once one got it, oh, I need one. Yeah. Oh, I need one. Oh, I want one. <laughs> and then it was a trickle effect. It became such a thing. And at that time, I think I had 88 students. Yo. So after that, the next three years, I had classes of 85 and then um, 83. Mm-hmm. And we know, we all had our snitch, but they all definitely wanted that 
that jump start and that handshake. And I made sure to give it to him, man. It didn't matter who you were. I had a little kindergartners and first graders walking by after the video went viral. This is why put their little hand out. So, you know, I would, you know, swing my hand mm. out and dab with them. Can you still do all these handshakes? Yeah, absolutely. If I see them, it's going to mm-hmm. flick up because the good thing about that and a certain video is that it was, it was all based on their personalities, man. It was based on how mm. I remembered them. Like if I remember, mm. if I had a, I started a, a step team okay. in my former school, and you see that a lot of my students are in my class were on my step team. So in our mm. handshake, we we doing steps, like we doing we doing steps. So that, I was gonna ask you, like, how did you make a handshake for each individual student, or did they make it themselves? And how do you decide what goes into it? Absolutely, uh, a lot of it was collaboration. Some of it they already had in mind what they wanted me to do. Like it was no, it was non-negotiable, right? Um, but again, it was back to what. Their personalities, right? So a lot of my, like I said, a lot of my students uh, were on my step team. They wanted to be a part of whatever I was doing, right? So a lot of my handshakes were stepping, right? Some steps involved mm. that. Some of my cool dudes, just they were just smooth, right? So my, my guy Dexter, he the last one in that video. No, he just smooth. You can tell. That's his personality. A lot of people yeah. were shy, you know, so we just do a real, you know, a little um, salute, you know? So it's mm-hmm. all based on them, man. And again, the best part about, for me, is that, it's how I remember them, like how how I saw mm. you, you know, during that time we was together. Now you might be all grown up, but when I if we come back in contact, get over here, get, come here, boy. You know, I'm gonna show them love again. Like they're my babies, man. It's forever gonna be my babies. Uh, a lot of them still hit me up on IG now. You know, we keep in contact. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, I, I could I definitely my memory get triggered. I, I feel like I got a pretty good memory. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like what, I I really feel like what you're saying around feeling seen from having that individual attention. Because I think that, like, a lot of times, especially if you're a kid, you're, like, thinking about all these grown-ups around you. Like, you don't really trust a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I think that having a teacher that you can trust is really important. And so how do you think that the handshakes helped in building that trust? And what do you think you did with that trust? Uh, You hit hit the nail on the coffin. Um, It it 100% comes down to trust. I I mean, that's fundamental of any relationship, I think, right? Like, how, how much can I trust you? How much... Do I believe you have my best interests at heart? For us, and, and for you know the multiple years of the different classes, it was just the the idea that well, he's taking the time to do this. What it is? What do you want? Right? Like it's not. So I'm doing more listening than I'm doing directing. Right? I'm asking, mm. what do you want to do? And I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. piece was just listening. This is observing and listening. What do you like? What do you want? And then I adapt to that. And bring in, you know, my my style to what you already are interested in and love. And and once they see that you actually take the time to think about and sort through, okay, what interests me as a student, then it starts to build a love. Okay, he does, he does, it's not just talk of, man, I care about everybody and you know, mm. when everybody to succeed, good old college try. <laughs> no, it, it's not it's not that anymore. It's about no, he's being intentional about making sure. That I've had a voice that I'm making that um that I'm able to show up and present whatever move it is that I feel best represents me, and uh mm. he's joining I'm joining in on them on on their space and what and they love and and that's what I think was the best part for me I got to join in with them as opposed to mm. them just joining in whatever I'm directing them to do. Mm. I know that you said that it had a pretty organic start with your student who just kept coming to your door. What about the process of having these individual handshakes with your students? What did it teach you that you didn't know prior to doing it? It taught me the power of intentionality mm. because it does take some type of commitment to, to remember all of that, to remember to a T, right? To, yeah. Because the kids going to hold you accountable. You know, many times... <laughs> oh my God, if you get it wrong... Listen, 
in the early days, in the early days, if I missed a spin or something, it was, nah, now we got to do it over, Mr. White. Come uh, back. You did hold you accountable. So this, once again, taught me the power in being attentional mm-hmm. and just really having those attentional moves up front and then, and then seeing the fruits of the labor in the back end. Mm-hmm. So what do you think it is about the handshake specifically? Because it could be anything, right? Like, mm-hmm. But what do you think it is about the handshake specifically that caused your students to feel what they felt? It's, it's studies behind this. Again, at the time, I wasn't thinking about no studies research. It's something fun that me and my students yeah. did together. But at the time, you know, people brought to my attention um, how that kinetic. You start thinking about start it. Start thinking yeah. about it. Like, wait a minute. Well, why is this working so well? Um, it's because that kinetic energy. It's just the fact that they each had their own one. Like, it wasn't standard. It wasn't one size fits all. That it was individualized. It was individualized, and they felt like it was theirs. Like, they can own mm. that. Like, this is this is our thing, right? And it's a sense in that ownership that impels people to uh, want to do more or want to lean into it when they have a sense of ownership. And that's for anything in life, right? Mm. When it opens up again, and you're able to be in physical contact with your students like you were, what do you want your handshakes to say then? Like, what do you think is important to communicate? Now and in any point in time, I would want my handshake to say that I see you, right? For who you are and not what you know. That's that's mm. that's what I would want that. I would want that to speak volumes from the mountaintops. Mm. Thank you. So no, this is good, man. I appreciate this so much. Thank y'all for having me. person in the world but this gave me some like hope and optimism for the future of like the human species <laughs> amazing <laughs> Bravo. i know that man is a legend what he's doing seems simple like duh intuitive mm-hmm. but i argue that he's like tapping into something that's absolutely crucial about the way that we make space for children to learn and affirm relationships with each other you know yeah and see them as individuals yeah so joshua mm-hmm Tyra Banks and I have a question that we have not asked <laughs> since last season. Tyra Banks, the patron saint. The patron saint of learning stuff from things. <laughs> did we? Learn something from this. I think, I think we did. What did we learn? We learned that we use physical touch for a lot of things. But one of the things mm-hmm. that we really use it for is to affirm relationships that we value. Mm-hmm. The thing that's banging around in my head is just that we were forced because of social norms into a lot of these different forms of physical touch that might not mm-hmm. feel natural to yeah. each other. And so one thing that I hope that we're able to do is to kind of like put a filter up and be like, nope, hated that, hated that, love that, love that. And just like <laughs> bring the things that we actually like and want into the now time. Yeah, because I think that one thing that the the damn demic has taught us is that <laughs> damn demic is is so good. I am determined to keep saying that until somebody else picks it up. Okay. Nobody else has. Damn demic. Uh-huh. I'm on team damn demic. Yay! I won something today. <laughs> um, but there's so much stuff that was like normal, quote unquote, before the damn demic that like we had to lose and get rid of, and it's like we're generally okay now. Like, right. not everybody has to go to an office. Surprise, surprise. You know what I mean? Not mm. everybody has to 
Uh, you don't have to see people as much if you right. don't want to. Uh, we are adaptable people. I've been thinking a lot about how I want my friendships and my relationships to look once this is over. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the pandemic mm-hmm. showed us that, like, we can be adaptable and we can be amendable when somebody's, like, maybe going through something and can't come outside because they're super, super depressed. Like, you don't have to end a friendship or a relationship because of that. You know, girl, if you can't come outside for a while, it's okay. I've learned how to keep in touch with you. If you want me to come outside, which I don't always love, I'm down to do it now because I've been in the house for seven years. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, also, we need a secret handshake. I agree. Although, <laughs> I will say that I don't think I can think of anything more depressing <laughs> than trying to make Aww. a secret handshake via Zoom. Oh, dang. You're right. But next You're time right. we're in the same room to the other Tracy, it's on. We got it. We should put it on, on Instagram. Yes. You know what the theme song for our handshake should be, Tracy? Oh, no. What? Give me five on the black hand side by Queen Latifah. Yes. Oh, my God. That is so perfect. Black rain. That Shout out to the queen. I'll hail the queen. Back Issue is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. This show was created and is hosted by Tracy Clayton. And Josh Gwynn. Our lead producers are Josh Gwynn and Emmanuel Hapsis. Our managing producer is John Asante. Our senior editor is Leela Day. Our associate producers are Alexis Moore, Xandra Ellen, and Brianna Garrett. Our executive producers are Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our engineer is Raj Makija, who made a lot of the original bops that you're bopping to. Our intern is Arlene Arevlo. This show features music by Don Will. You can follow him at Don Will on all the socials. You can follow me on the socials at Broken McPoverty. And you can follow me, Josh, at Regarding Josh. Subscribe to this podcast wherever free podcasts are sold. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. That's my work. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.